Welcome to OKHR Leads. I'm Tara Crowley and Rob Trotter is along with me today. I'm off of my game, a game of, of doing introductions. But what we do is we connect with HR leaders in our community and we'd love to hear their story and what makes them tick. Good morning, Rob, whenever it's actually afternoon. Yeah, How are good, you? Good morning, Tara. We can say that because this is being released Monday morning. So we exactly. can do that. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing well. How, how are you? How are things over there? You know, it's getting sunny outside and I yeah. cannot wait to get outside and be, uh, I don't know, just in the environment. It is just, I feel like this winter was very dark. And mm -hmm. you know what? You know what just happened? What? That the Senate, uh, but it hasn't passed the House yeah. yet, but the Senate passed that they are going to uh, Hopefully change to daylight savings time right. all of the time. Yes, yes, oh. yes. Gosh, that'll be a game changer. <laughs> that would be. I don't have to worry about how to change the time on my in my car or in no. my microwave. I always have to relearn that every six months. It's a pain. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, and they tell all of the statistics that heart attack, more accidents, um, mm -hmm. just all of the bleh. I mean, and your kids, if you have babies, it's the worst. So yes. Well, speaking of, we have someone who has littles. Yeah. Would you like to know who our guest is today? I do. I, I do. I'm anxious for this one. Oh, well, today we have Chris Gordon, and he is not, he is a, uh, I'm really excited about this guest because he has some background that will really kind of pinpoint who you are and who I am. And okay. maybe he can give us some some tips and tricks of how to work together effectively. So Chris Gordon is our guest today. And Chris works for a company called TeamSight. He is their head of uh, consultant success. And along with consultant success, Chris has been a training partners with a few uh, local companies, as well as spending time in the military, where he found that training uh, was his career option, that he this was his thing. But Chris is also has additional interest in the public sector. He taught or he currently teaches public sector budget at OSU OKC for the past 10 years. And I think he has another interest in the actual government kind of things. So we'll kind of get there what too. Is that? Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I'll let him bring it up if he wants to bring it up. But I'm really excited because um I can't wait to hear about what TeamSite does, but also how Chris Gordon got here. But Chris Gordon, we are so pleased to welcome you on our podcast today. How are you? Yeah, thank you both very much. I'm doing really well. I'm excited to get to spend some time. Um, I used to, you know, every once in a while I would pop into Tara's office yeah. and get to visit for a few minutes, um, but that hasn't happened in quite some time. And so um, no. just, it's great. It's great. Great to be here. Thank you. I know. So Chris uh, is on the north side of Oklahoma City. We are located on the south side. And so, you know, it's always makes that extra effort to actually see somebody who lives north and then south. But I'm excited we, we have Zoom and all of these things. We should make this happen more often. I, I don't know why we didn't do this already. <laughs> I don't I know. know why. I know. And I love it whenever we have guests on and they say, can I come there and and you have a microphone to put in my face? And I wish that we did. Maybe we should figure out how to do that one mm. time. Or maybe Chris yeah. can figure this out for us, right? Mm. Give us the tips. I don't, I don't, you don't want me to be your sound engineer. I know that. <laughs> <clears throat> well, 
Chris, thank you so much for um, hopping on here with us. And we always love to hear the background of how people have gotten into what they're currently doing. Um, but would you tell us a little bit about your history and how um, what's how it led to your career and and how you're at Team Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that actually goes back away. So hopefully we've got time. Um, <laughs> in 2001, shortly before 9/11, I enlisted in the United States Navy. Um, to do shipboard firefighting. And, and when I got to my command, the ship that I would be stationed on, the USS Wasp, uh, my role was shipboard firefighting. And one of the things that was the responsibility for this division uh, was to qualify everybody on the ship um, in basic and advanced shipboard firefighting, deflighting, chemical, biological, radiological countermeasures, that kind of stuff. Um, just in the event that something catastrophic happened, right? There's only about a dozen of us. Everybody needs to know how to save the ship. And so I, after about a year on board, was given the duties of the damage control training petty officer. And I just loved it. Uh, I, I really liked getting to meet the newest sailors um, and teaching them things that may or may not, depending on what their, their life and their career ended up being in the Navy, um, could really be some life-saving stuff. And so helping them kind of understand what can kind of look complicated if it's not what you went to school for and make it usable in a tangible way was, was really a lot of fun. Um, after the Navy, I came home and, and started in college. And just looking back, it's like all of the jobs that I've, I had during school or even since then, I just kind of naturally moved toward a role of teaching, helping, serving, um, training. It's kind of just what it is. Um, and so I had done it, let's see, uh, went to school and um, did an associate degree at OCOKC. And then I did a, bastard, a, a, bastard, a bachelor's and master's degree, both at Southern Nazarene. You just did it at once, I guess. Not really, but anyway. Uh, worked at Sandridge Energy in Oklahoma City. And so I got yeah. to do the training function there. Uh, right. Really, for a, for a part of it, especially during um, one of the downturns, was really the only person dedicated to training and development of our employees. And so um, really got to do some fun work there where I was getting to be involved in the design of what we were going to offer and working with our executives on programs that were designed for executives and um, even got to do some coaching. Um, so it was really, it, it broadened me to more than just in the classroom training, um, but all of the other pieces that come into it. And um I left there um, during a reduction and ended up at a bank a few months later. And well, I'm just, I love the people at the bank. I'm just not a really good banker. Um, <laughs> so I, a uh, training opportunity came available at Kimray in Oklahoma city. And um, you know, if anybody, what you know about Kimray, I jumped at that and um, was there until well, probably about 18 months until this job at team site. Um, which is my Boston Red Sox job, came yeah. available, right? Yeah. Some people would call it their Yankees right. job. I'm a Red Sox fan, so I would never call something that I like this much my Yankees job. So it's my Boston Red Sox job. And I've been here almost three years. Um, so, okay. I, I have, I, I really want to go down the, I have three, three ways that my brain is going. The first part you talked about that you, whenever you, you were in the Navy and you, and you figured out, this is what my, this is what your role is of, of training that you liked it. Did you ever look back? 
say in high school or something that was even before that, that you realized that you had that knack of, hey, I'm naturally a good trainer. This fits in what I do. I, you, you were you were in activities in school or something that you. Yeah, yeah, they're they're. You know, I mean, when I was in, in school, I always liked being um, I didn't have really as much fear about being in front of people from mm -hmm. a little kid like in church uh, and in school in choir to mm -hmm. being in plays and in drama and mm -hmm. on the uh, academic team like that kind of stuff just got you uh, or got me comfortable in it. And as I look back on it, um, even, you know, little jobs I had in in high school, there was always some capacity of, hey, somebody's new and I just wanted to help them. Um, mm -hmm. understand what they're really supposed to be doing here. And so it is kind of fun to look back um, and see those little things. And then it mm -hmm. really like, it, I think it clicked for me um, when that, that what I was doing was, it was, I enjoyed it. But when it was meaningful is when people would come up to me um, after they had left the ship and I'd be at the mall uh, yeah. And they would come up and say, hey, I remember something that, you know, that I had taught them and, and they had already been gone to went to another command. And I just remember thinking like that was pretty cool that I got to have this opportunity to teach them something that they're going to be able to take with, take with them. And mm -hmm. so that part I really thought was neat. And I, that was probably when I would go, yeah, I really like this. Where were you stationed when you were in the? Sure. I was on the USS Wasp uh, out okay. of Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. So, and, you know, I, oh. go ahead. Oh, as you can say, um, of that time, you know, it was about three years that I was on, on the ship and there was two deployments in there, a workup cycle. So to say that I was in Norfolk means I was in Norfolk for about half of that time. The rest of it, oh. we were either on deployment or underway. So I feel like okay. most of my Norfolk, Virginia beach time was in the winter. Uh, all my memories okay. are cold. I don't know, except the, a beach a few times. Nice. Yeah. So, were you from Oklahoma? I am. Yeah. I'm Oklahoma City okay. boy. Okay. And so how did you say, I'm going to go be in the Navy and, and live time away from the landlocked center of Oklahoma? Yeah. <laughs> right. it, um, yeah. It, I had a friend who uh, had gone to boot camp for the Navy okay. right after we had graduated. And being a firefighter is kind of what I wanted to do when I grew up. My dad was burned. Um, over 80% of his body when I was six months old. Oh, wow. And um, most of the doctors at the burn center in Oklahoma city didn't think that he was going to survive. Um, wow. And there was one uh, Dr. Silverstein, I think is his name. Um, like kept working with him and kept, and, and he actually, he survived. And, you know, I, I attributed growing up with a dad to the firefighters and their quick action um, that when he was involved in that. Um, and it just seemed like that was something I was wanted to do. So when my friend, uh, his name was Michael, he came home um, in between his boot camp and going to his first school. He was telling me about some of the training they had, that the Navy had firefighting and it had all these things. And so I was like, oh, huh, well, let me go talk to a recruiter. Yeah. So literally, um, you know, I know people now like my younger brother's serving and the time he first like signed the paperwork till he left was like 10 months. Oh, I talked boy. to a recruiter on August 3rd, 2001. I signed all my documents on August 13th and I went to boot camp on August 23rd. It was 20 days that I was like, if you would ask me August 2nd, mm, it was really not necessarily on the horizon. And then the more I learned about it, the more I was excited about it and wanted to do it. And when I was offered to 
when I qualified, I guess, to, to do the firefighting school, that kind of sealed the deal for me. Okay. So you, and I don't want to go down this as a rabbit hole, but it's kind of a rabbit hole. So you signed up right before 9-11. That's right. That's right. So did they fast track you? No, from- um, okay. no. And, and I, I did. So the, the night before you leave for boot camp, um, or at least when I did it, they put you up in a hotel so that you don't, you know, twist off and go, ah, I'm not going and run away. Yeah. They, they want to get you in under, under their, <laughs> under their uh, safety net. I don't know. Katie bar in the door saying, can't yeah. leave. Right, right. Exactly. And so my mom took me and we're, I remember exactly where we were when we were driving and she said it. And I said, Hey, this is really fast. Are you okay with all of this? And she said, I guess so. It's not like I'm sending you off to war. And it was like, that was something I oh. thought about on 9-11. So I was in dental. Um, the only time we really got to see a television that was just on was in the waiting room and dental. And that's where I was on 9-11. And it, we were in North Chicago. So I was used to seeing the, uh, all of the aircraft flying over, going to land at O'Hare and Midway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was constant. Right. And it was just eerie how quiet the skies yes. above were, right? And- I remember that conversation with her and there was a lot of uncertainty around um, what the rest of our training would look like. We finished it the way that it was, or had been planned and designed. Um, but to say that it elevated several notches um, would be an understatement in kind of the seriousness of what we were doing. And I think that um, that reshaped, you know, I had a cousin who served in the uh, late nineties and I heard about med cruises you know, where you just spend your time in the Mediterranean Sea and you get to hit all of these beautiful, uh, you know, Riviera type port visits. Um, and that was not your experience. And that was not my saying? experience. I got to, we, we went right past all those places to the Suez. So, uh, so wow. we got to spend a lot of time in the uh, Indian Ocean and the Persian Gulf. And I mean, we got to see some wonderful, beautiful places uh, there also. So it wasn't like we didn't get to go anywhere, but we weren't, it wasn't, you know, two weeks underway, two weeks in port kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so so you, you got some culture really quickly and of seeing things that were different. It, it, it was very different than Oklahoma. Right. Um, and I think the older I get, the more I appreciate that experience, um, Mm -hmm. as a young man, I mean, I got to visit several States, but I, until the Navy, I never left the country. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, it was a really, it was a great time uh, kind of in my life to get to see the way other people live. And um, it was, I have a lot of positive uh, outcomes in the way that I'm able to have empathy. I think now mm. from just seeing in, you know, we went to paint a school in the Seychelles, um, yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just kids yeah. are kids and, right. you know, I, I don't know. I, I have uh, really enjoyed it. Okay. So I, I'm interested. I do want to, we, we want to hear about team side and what that is, yeah. but I also want to hear about the transitioning out of uh, being in the military to civilian life. And, and I, and it sounds like, and I don't know this for sure, but it sounds like you, you, you finished your serving and then you went to school. So it wasn't That's like right. you went uh, finish serving and then we're trying to find a job. But do you think, it sounds like, you know, there are persons, there's transition of how does this role that has been in the military transition into this role that is in 
civilian life. Right. So I know that you had that experience of trying to create a, a resume after that. How, what do you, how did, how did that work or how did that look? Yeah, right. There's, there's not a lot of job postings that say, Hey, come teach people about nerve agent and blood agents and deep flooding, right? That's just, especially <laughs> in Oklahoma. So how do you do that? Well, there were other things that, um, for example, like in my Sandridge job, uh, when I was in grad school, when I started there and I started in the mill room, I was new to oil and gas. That ended up being a really great place to be because I got to know people on every floor of the building from our CEO to brand new employees. Yeah. Um, when the training job posted, so generally when you, when you, at, at that time, when you would come into the, the mailroom, it was, uh, Hey, it was like, Hey, most people, this is just going to be a place where they are for a bit until they really find a spot within the organization. And they want you to spend a year there. And the training job is a training coordinator job posted on my anniversary. So I was already like, Oh, Oh boy, this is, you know, this feels like the one. And I was able to take some of my time, um, administering the training um, and the system that we had there and make it go and tie that to this job is going to be managing the learning management system. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the, the words are, are all different. And, the, you know, the military is great about having acronyms for everything, but there's a lot more tie in between um, what someone does in, in their service and what they have opportunities to do um, in the civilian world. Um, and, and I think, it's not an easy transition because you have, well, at least it was my experience. There was a lot of leaders that wanted you to stay, right? And um, they would talk about bad stories they heard, right? Or there would be somebody who went out and just, it didn't work for them. And so they came back. And so it, I don't know that there's an intentional, like trying to create fear, but it was like, hey, you've, you've got a good thing here, right? Oh, yeah. You're, you, you a got good thing in the military. Health, good thing, right. You got good health insurance. You got good, all of that stuff. You can't get fired or at least it's really hard. <laughs> why, why give all of that up? You know? And so they had some, they went to some classes and all of that. Fortunately for me, like moving from service into school was the most natural. So I didn't have a family then. I, it, my experience was just very different than a lot of people who are retiring after or, or separating after 10, 15, or even retiring, you know, with families and all of that, that's a whole nother right. kind of ball game. Mine was a natural progression from service right into school. And, you know, I had the GI bill and I just went and waited tables because I needed a job that was flexible with hours. And um, so for me, it was, I won't say it was an easy transition, um, but it was, it wasn't as difficult as I think others have experienced. Um, you know, and, and I think some of our service members, when they come out, right, the camaraderie um, and the connection to the others and the experience that they've had, particularly for those, I think, in uh, who have seen combat in a, in a very direct way, I think right. it's a lot. They just experience challenges that, that most civilians aren't able to relate to. Right. Right. And so that really kind of becomes um a, a more difficult thing to kind of connect that for me, I, right. it wasn't that difficult right. personally. So I'm really fortunate in that. So I'm listening, I listen to audible books more than reading. It seems like anymore. And I'm listening to a book called, um, Oh no, now it's lost. Uh, oh, the body keeps score. 
the body keeps score. And it's basically okay. talking about how, um, like if there's something traumatic that happens at your body, mm -hmm. like if, if you're crying about mm -hmm. something like a parent dies or something and, and whatever you're crying about what something that was deep seated mm -hmm. with you, like when you were mm -hmm. three anyway, so it's like it all coming out, but they're, they're talking about PTSD and all, and all of these things too, but it's that, you know, if you can't necessarily, um, understand unless you do something with another person like how like yeah, walking right. alongside them you know so i, I mean and I, I can say and it's very not i'm not saying it is the same at all but i'm like i've run a marathon and i ran it with my friend but i know that if i run it with my friend we both went through the same thing together and we can both have the conversation together right. so just that it's just anyway that was total sidebar yeah. sorry <laughs> no worries yeah it's good stuff. <laughs> well you also talked about um, at Sandridge the executive coaching, coaching and training. And did you have to do some things that were technical training that you had no idea about what it was, and you had to create a training plan? Um, so we did have somebody who did the technical stuff because that would have, yeah, absolutely <laughs> been out. And and her name was Jody, and is probably one of the my most favorite people I've ever worked with. Right, um, Jody Hinkle. And if there was something technical, like we would work together on it. Um, it was actually a lot of fun. We got to produce videos. We had a video team. Uh, this was about the most technical my training got, but they would do, you know, the, the typical videos. And, and at Sanders at the time, it was usually, you know, a really pretty background and like a, pretty much what you get from somebody on Zoom, right? Kind of just talking right. heads. And I wanted ours to be different. And I working with Jody and the other members of, the, of that group, really got to see synergy in real life because what we would come with and we produced some, oh, they are hilarious. Even still, like I, we saw one of them, um, one of the guys that was in it posted it to, I think Facebook or LinkedIn or something about a year ago. And I still was cracking up, like just to promote what we were doing. Um, but it was, we had a really good time with it. So Jody was, um, is an amazing technical trainer. Um, and so there wasn't a lot there. But but doing stuff outside of the comfort zone, you know, we I was working on um, a financial literacy course for senior executives, and one of the ideas that we passed around was that I would that it was our CFO at the time be in there to ask questions that we all that let's say we all those of us kind of working on it felt like um, they would benefit from hearing the answer to, but because of the right. role might not ask it because there's this presumption of knowledge that they, they have to know these things. And right. It, it, like what's, it, e what's EBITDA? You know? right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. And so that was kind of, we ended up have, moving into the downturn before we got to roll that out. But I was really excited about getting to just kind of be that person for them. That's mm -hmm. like, Hey, I've got a question. It might feel like a dumb question, but that's what my job is here is to ask them questions. Um, or because other people probably had right. the same one. And so that was, right. that was something I was really excited about. Yeah. I understand. So, it, so tell us about team site and sure. the assessment, because I, I didn't ask you this, but I guess we could have pulled mine up. We could have had a whole conversation about this. Uh, yeah, we could have. Yep. Um, we could have. I could tell so, you what I am though, but you can, whatever. So keep, so, so keep yeah, going. Yeah. 
So at TeamSite, we're a digital coaching platform. And so we have an assessment and that's part of what somebody comes to TeamSite and that's part of their experience. It's not all of it, right? We wanted to solve a business issue of teams engaging in an assessment, bringing in a consultant. They have a great time. Everybody laughs. They learn a couple things about each other. And then a few weeks later, they don't remember their result. They haven't continued to engage with it. And we really wanted TeamSite to be different than that. And so we wanted to, to create a platform where people can come back on a regular basis and get really helpful content as they engage with others. And we also have done it in a, in a way that's different than a lot of other assessments on the market is you can connect with the people on your team. So you don't have to go to an administrator if you want to get a graph, ours is a, a graph, what the result looks like. Um, I know because I was the administrator of this type of thing at Sandridge that there were people who wanted to get the results and kind of compare their result to somebody else's in the company, but wouldn't because one, they didn't want to, ah, Chris is busy. I don't want to, you know, they would diminish their own necessity right. for it. Or they would go, I don't want to maybe ruffle any, if I'm having trouble with somebody, I don't necessarily want others to know it. And right. so when you can be connected to everybody in your organization, you can run your own results, get some, um, we have a, a run scenario function where it's just you and another person and it gives you coaching based on your result and their results. So it looks at both of them. So based on mine and Rob, say I'm working with Rob and I want to learn how I can communicate better with them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go run the scenario of communicating with. Right. And it's going to say, Hey, Rob is, you know, he's thinking outside the box first. He's, he's going abstract, right? He's not necessarily thinking about how everything's going to be implemented. Well, that can be helpful for me because if it feels to me like Rob's always got these big pie in the sky ideas, but we don't really know where to put it. Now I'm, right. I can engage with that differently. Right. right. And so that's what the team site platform is all about. Um, and we're also, it's, it's what we're working on is team coaching. So you'll, you can get uh, some, some coaching content here that is for your result based on the people on your team with you as the leader, right? And so this is such a huge undertaking, but it's awesome to see it coming together. Um, and it comes from our desire to democratize coaching, uh, right? Coaching is huge right now. And most organizations have a budget for it for their senior executives, right? right. Because having, having a coach coming in isn't, it's, it, it can be really expensive, right? We'll just leave it at that. We want to make it so that whether you are a senior vice president or if you are leading a team of HR benefits, or if you're an accounts payable supervisor, or where I was at, at Sandridge, leading the mailroom, right? You can get this really tremendous content. So you can engage with the product, or you can engage with one of our consultants that we have. Either one, but, but we know most organizations don't have the resources for everybody to engage with the consultant. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that really kind of, I think is cool, about it is it allows people at all the levels to get coaching and there's right. consistency of coaching. Anytime I've been able to be a part of developing training programs, I, I, I almost always have tried to incorporate there being right, a class for leaders. That's great. But we also need to train the contributors. Otherwise, the leader comes to this class. It's two days long. They learn so much. They, they're ready to go back with their team 
and they're inspired and they go back and they start doing those things. Their team doesn't know about it. Their team doesn't know to act differently or to behave differently. And so after three weeks, the leader goes, this doesn't work. And then next month they've got something different. And I think that gets us into this cycle of kind of the flavor of the month. And so TeamSide is allowing users to engage whether they want to have the consultant there to help interpret for them or they want to engage with the digital product. Really tremendous. And so it's fun to have seen this move from an assessment company to a, we're a subscription-based company, we're a SaaS company that is able to provide this. It's really, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Good. So tell about what the assessment uh, tells. What does the assessment tell you if you sure. complete it? Yeah. So it's looking at the four primary areas that teams engage with on a regular basis. What we call those ideas, emotion, action, and order. So how do the people on your team engage with ideas? How do they create? How do they communicate? How do they engage with emotion, right? Their own as well, the, as, well as the emotion of others. What is their um, forcefulness on getting things complete, right? Are they um, very assertive or are they unifying, bringing the team together, driving to clarity on what everyone's going to do? And then order is what does done look like, right? And so we, when teams can get in the, in the habit of having conversations that are Think of, think of it as what feel do done. What are we talking about? How do I feel about what we're talking about? What are we going to do about it? What does done look like? If you have that conversation at the beginning of a project or a new initiative or something, a rollout, whatever it is, then you're, you're getting everybody to a place where they're clear. So then they have an expectation of what the outcome is going to be versus what a lot of teams do is they just get started because they're excited about it. And then they get done and there's invariably going to be somebody who's like, oh, I thought it was going to be this. And I thought it was going to be this other thing. Mm-hmm. Using the tool helps teams to communicate in a way that can just bring them to clarity sooner. And it can help us recognize how we're different and that our differences don't have to compete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I've got a question here. I've, I've yeah. experienced this problem in my, in my former company where, uh, as a learning and development professional, people would come to me and say, my department's just not getting along, not working well together. You know, give them, they would always just look for like a team project. We need a team project to kind of get us together. But when when somebody comes to a leader and says, my department, my team is not working along, what pointers can you give them? Aside from going to team site, which is what I would say first. But second, what are some little pointers and things that they could do to kind of help coalesce that team. Yeah, right. So so they would I would have some follow-on questions, even if it were, you know, not team site. Like when you say what they're not getting along, give me some really specific instances. Is this just a, a thing where you have different personalities or is there different expectations? Right. It seems like a lot of times people get frustrated, um, particularly with others, is they had a certain expectation and either it wasn't met or it wasn't verbalized. Right. And so understanding the specific situations, you know, a lot of people create expectations. They don't verbalize it, but they still try to hold people that they work with accountable to that unspoken expectation. That's not very fair. Um, Or it's just it comes in different. Um, Or maybe there's something that kind of goes along in the process. Right. That things are kind of going awry. And so it, it, it kind of becomes really situational with the people on the team. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, with me, I'm always going to say, Hey, 
with TeamSite, you can do a 30-day free trial and just get your results. Mm-hmm. And you don't you get full access to the platform for 30 days. So you get all this coaching content and help to have some understanding um, that way. But I'll say if, if there's another tool that somebody is really passionate about, use it, right? I mean, if, if, if because I don't like, you know, I know people who do this kind of, this work will always be able to tell you why theirs is better than someone else's. And I can do that. Um, but I don't like to diminish the other, the other tools because if it helps somebody contribute to their team in a meaningful way, it mm-hmm. improves the quality of their life. It leads to their team flourishing. Then I don't want to be the guy that says that that tool is no good because it has shown to be very valuable to them. So, yeah. ha- oh. so go ahead, Rob. In your, in your experience uh, on a, maybe a percentage basis or how much of a team's problem is the leader? Hmm. On a percentage basis? Yeah. Um, that's a really hard question because um, let's see. I think the, the leaders can have a lot more influence on, mm-hmm. on the, the way that people engage with the team than I, than, than I don't know, I wouldn't even be able to give you a percentage, but it's, a, I think that, let me say it this way. The way a leader leads a team is going to have more impact on the way those people engage with one another than I think is really appreciated. Right. I think it was what Barry Switzer's quote, and I'm going to butcher this because I'm not really an OU guy, but I think it's a great quote. He's like, when the, when the team wins, the coach gets too much credit. And the, when the team loses, right. The, the um, coach gets too much blame. I don't know that that necessarily applies in the same way when it comes to organizational teams, right? A really good leader can make an, that has, that works in a place where the organization's culture is not terrific, can really make a good culture, even within that kind of a subculture on the team. Um, But the opposite, I think is true also, where I've seen it, where you can have a company that has a tremendous culture, but if you have a leader and a leading a team of people, um, they can cause turnover, like all of the things that we as HR people want to try to minimize, disengagement, all of that kind of stuff, just because of their leadership style Mm -hmm. or a leadership company or some, right, some reason. Right. That answer, I feel like I took the uh, the scenic route to get there. I threw the percentage thing out there just to kind of guide you, but you you gave the answer. Yeah, that was great. So how is team site different than, and I, I don't know if I can say other, other assessments, but I mean, I, I can think of other individual assessments where it's saying, yeah. this is how you operate of, anyway, I don't know if I can say the other ones, but I mean, I have them in my head, but. Oh, well, yeah. How is it different than like Enneagram or disc or, is that what yeah. you're saying? Or yeah, disc or colors or uh, like, you know, uh, right now there's one that, um, We've been talking about, it's called Standout, which is based on strength finders, which is, you know, just saying here, here are your top things that you do and then here's how you operate. So how, how is this different? Yeah. So TeamSight is a behavioral, the TeamSight assessment is a behavioral assessment. So if you're talking about personality assessments, which a lot of the ones you just mentioned are, um, we're different, right? We're looking for something kind of completely different. And when I first started using this over 10 years ago, 
I was committed to, to trying to find where they aligned, right? Because when at Sandridge, I had access to the senior team's MBTI results mm-hmm. and their um, team site, or yeah, the team site results that they had. And I was like, I'm going to find, okay, if, if this, then this, like I was certain that I would find if this and this rules between the two. And every time I would think that I found a rule, almost the next person would be the exception to it. And then the next, so it's, it is, when we say it's different, like it is fundamentally different. Um, we're looking at the behaviors um, mm-hmm. of an individual and how they engage with their team versus personality. You know, sometimes on our tool, right, what the, one of the scales is called the emotion scale. It's how you engage with emotion, other people's and yours. <laughs> it, it's often thought of, or somebody will ask, so does this mean this result is extroverted and this result is introverted? And the answer is no, right? Yeah. It, that's something that's different. That's a personality trait. These are behavioral traits. So it's, it's fundamentally different, but then the team site platform, uh, I don't know of another tool on the market that allows you to engage with the content and others on your team and then digital coaching, all of that really kind of expands um, beyond what I think most people would find. Yeah. And, and, our, think- and to go a little bit deeper for our Kronbach Alpha results are really good. Um, and so that just means it's hard for somebody to game the system. Some of the, one of the couple that you just mentioned, um, if, if, if somebody's applying oh, hold for- Hold on, a, back up and say that again. Say that comment again. Say that yeah, comment so again. Our, it, it's Kronbach Alpha is one of the measurements that uh, psychoanalytics go through to determine whether or not you can game the system. Okay. Right? And so the way that that shows up in working with teams is they go, I don't know how your 84 questions that felt very generic was able to pinpoint my behaviors so precisely. Um, that's the result of having a really high Kronbach score, right? Okay. If, if, and some of the other tools that are out that are tremendous, that, that are great, if everybody is answering in a very um, honest way, ours are harder to game, right? If you applied for a sales When you're job, saying game, you're saying trick. Yeah, if you're trying to get the result that you, Want. Like say you were hiring me to, to do sales and you said, hey, we have this assessment. And one of the questions was, do you like sales? Mm-hmm. Well, if I like sales or not, I, if I want this job, I I'm know what answer yes. I need to get. Right. With TeamSite, <laughs> it's very difficult to, to game it, to yeah, trick it. Okay. Yeah, because isn't there, or anyway, we used to score them here. And so I think I remember there is a section that basically says, is this, I don't remember how it was termed, but is this person distortion? Yes. Something that's like, is this person trying to make themselves look better or make themselves seem worse than they actually are? So, so so there's a range that is considered scientific. um, And it's, were you consistent with your responses? Okay. So that's what it's looking for. So it kind of gives us a a fifth factor. Okay. What's a, What's an example of, of like a behavior if you take this test and emotional behavior or whatever you're talking about? Say that again. What's an example of a behavior? Okay, sure. Yeah. So here's a story uh, that I'll share. Um, I was working on a training program for geologists. It was for, you know, junior geologists who were one to five years into their career. This was going to be a two-year program. 
And I was working on it with the senior vice president of the geology department and then some of the other vice presidents. Um, well, my result in TeamSight, um, it, I, since we don't, we're not able to look at it, I'm just going to try to describe it, is one that um, sometimes reads into things that aren't there. On the emotion scale, my result is, in, is a five, which is the, the highest that goes one, two, three, four, five. Me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so it means I'm very influenced by the emotions of others. Um, this uh, senior vice president, his name was Doug. Doug's result was right on the border of one, two, meaning he's insulated to the emotions of others. So how did that show up for him? Well, he sent me an email. The subject line was GTP and the body was what's the status? He didn't capitalize the W. There was no question mark. It was just what's the status? Well, my result, I sometimes read into things that aren't necessarily there. I thought, oh my gosh, Doug is ticked. Oh, this isn't good. I was in somebody else's office and I read it on my phone. I go up to my desk and get everything, right? Yeah. All, all of the documentation that from the history of this project. Now, what you got to know is we had a regularly scheduled meeting later that week. I get up to, I think it was on the 26th floor, expecting this fire-breathing geologist. And uh, he was in a great mood. I was thankful, but I was like, wait, what's going on? He just sent this. <laughs> He would only send it this way if he were really frustrated. No, that's not true, right? It's hard for me to write an email to somebody that says, hey, Tara, I hope you're having the finest of Wednesdays, right? That's how they all start. There's some sort of connection piece. He's not trying to connect with me in email. Yeah. He had a question, it popped in his head and he sent it off. Yeah. So we had a conversation about it and I asked him about using this story as an example. And a couple of years later, right, we were doing something else and he sent me an email. And it said, dear Chris, comma, <laughs> when you have a minute, would you send me the updated AAPG schedule? Thanks, comma, Doug. And then in parentheses below it, he put, I only put that because I know you need it. Oh. At TeamSight, we call that flexing, right? It's, it's adjusting what's comfortable for me to make somebody else more comfortable. But I will tell you that to seeing him make an intentional effort to yeah. try to engage with me based on something he knows about me was tremendously profound. And even to this day, right, there's probably nothing I wouldn't do to, in, to engage or support Doug. Like he, he went to another company and they got to be a client of ours. Um, and still to this day, right. I mean, it's that kind of thing that when, when we, when we are working with other people and we can do things, we can flex outside of our own comfort zone. Other people are going to see it. They're right. going to know it. And it just helps us. And it helps us with self-awareness, right? right? I know that there have been times where I, I'm a pretty chipper guy in the mornings. Not everybody is that way. And so I would walk into somebody's office and being very, you know, Chris Gordon, and they would just kind of put their hands up and go, I just, I just need you to not be so you right now <laughs> right and so hey that's helpful i can point back and go hey maybe i should tamper that down a little bit so you're so coming in kind of doing song and dance and they haven't even had their first cup of coffee yet is what i'm hearing you but, say. yeah right and i'm probably on three or four you know so you get all of it wrapped up and yeah it's just not for everybody especially wow. that early right oh i love it 
Well, I could talk about team side and the assessments all day long. And, um, you know, I mean, and I, I'm st I would say I'm a little bit dangerous just because I think I remember what each theme is supposed mm -hmm. to do and kind of this and that. But I don't, I never quite have gotten the connection of, of, of um, I think I know what my, one of my coworkers assessment is and I probably mm -hmm. need to go back and look at it again so I can have different conversations with yeah with right Whew. right log Gosh. in and we can get you all set up and yeah do the yeah. run scenario currently we have five scenarios um, of understanding how someone shows up with communicating with making decisions with and then giving feedback to and receiving feedback from those yeah. ones I think can really be powerful like going into an annual performance review or something if the leader says hey let's take a look at this together if as I'm giving feedback to you, here's, here's what it's telling you to kind of keep in mind. Right. And right. let's switch it now. Um, what do I need to keep in mind as, as I do that? Yeah. Oh gosh. I love these things. Oh, it's so much fun. My favorite comment came from um, a guy who he worked in the corporate office, but he had been in the field for, I don't know, 200 years. And he, he said, you guys figured out in 30 minutes what it took my wife 30 years. Wow. Oh yeah. Right. I mean oh, yeah. totally my favorite. Oh I mean, yeah. All time. Oh yeah. I had so I'm gonna get personal here, but I'd had this is whenever I first started um anyway, but they had done the assessment with my husband and mm -hmm. and they came in and, and said some things. He was expecting one thing, but then when they were saying, Oh, you like to work on projects and you have everything in order at the beginning. But when you're done with the project, wherever that tool laid in the garage, that's mm -hmm. where it lands. And I'm like, yes, yes. It was just that, I mean, just that pinpoint. And he was like, mm -hmm. what? Are you in my garage and know these things? Mm -hmm. Anyways, just yeah. amazing how it was just that quick. It, it, my wife and I, we've had our result, the graph that it, we give cut out. And it's been on our fridge for, I don't know, 10 years or so just because it's helpful, right? Because right. based on my result and hers, right. uh, I can just go, you know what? It's just the way she's wired. And right. she can go, you know what? It's just the way you're wired. Right, right. Yeah. Super helpful. Very helpful. Okay, well, we've already talked for a really long time. So I don't want to take up all of your oh, time. Yeah. Oh my I'm gosh. So, okay, well, let's get to, let's get to um, one other question then we can get to our end questions. but. What, tell us a takeaway that you have from volunteering, because I know, I mean, I, I know that you're teaching a course, which that's an extra, but like, that's something that's, I know, I'm assuming whatever you're teaching, but there's also other things that you do that are giving to your community. And so what are some, what are your takeaways out of volunteering yeah. and doing those extras? Uh, it is very important. Uh, in our house that we try to do things to to serve and help other other people and and trying to instill that into our kids and i think it's something they have to see us do um, besides just talk about it they need to see our action and and so right now i mean we've got three littles and another one on the way and so um oh, I yeah. Didn't know that. Congrats. Didn't know that? yeah wow so um, yeah so we're excited about that all coming august uh, 23rd anyway it's, it's right now, you know, my volunteering is mostly like within our church. Um, and I've even kind of picking up a little bit of um, 
baseball dad stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, at our kids' school, right? So those are kind of the right. three big areas right now where we are. Um, last year for his birthday, uh, our oldest, William, um, he did something that I thought was super cool. Like he has a heart for people who um, are don't know where their next meal is coming from. And he wanted to do something. And so for his birthday, um, we went and got, at the beginning of the month, we went and got some boxes from the Regional Food Bank of Oklahoma. And he said, hey, instead of presents this year, um, make a donation, just bring some food and put it in these boxes. And so I think we took back, oh, it was over a thousand pounds of food, I think. Um, of Yeah, I mean, he just got, it was just awesome. And how yeah, old? He was able to do that. that was for his uh, seventh birthday. Wow. So we made a little video of it and we put it up in our neighborhood wow. and Facebook and that kind of stuff. And um, we, some people out of some family out of state made a contribution. It was just that kind of stuff um, that was really kind of cool for, for us to connect him to mm-hmm. an organization that he, he's always, he asked questions um, about, you know, if we're going to give some, something, if we have some food in the car and we can give it to somebody, you know, there's a family who needs some food, like we just pull over and give it. Um, and so he's always had kind of questions about helping like that. And so it was really kind of cool to see that um, come to fruition. So. Wow. That's really yeah. special. He's a sweet boy. That's special. That's awesome. Well, I think this leads to my next question, but what's awesome about being you, Chris? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> um, what's awesome about being me? Uh, you know what? I get to be married to um, my wonderful wife, Morgan. And we have these three kids who, um, you know, they are, I call them my, my colleagues now, um, just because <laughs> I work at home, right? I'm like Elon Musk. I sleep in my office. I think that's, uh, anyway. Yeah. So that's spectacular. we just have a good time. Yeah. We, we, uh, we're a homeschool family. And so they're, they're home most of the days, except for a couple, they do a hybrid program, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so that's what's talking about me and me is I get to have this beautiful family around me and, I get to work for a great company and I get to, you know, I had a meeting a couple of hours ago and Caroline, our, our middle, my, my daughter, she came in and she had a couple of splinters in her finger and she wanted help getting them out. Well, I had a meeting in two minutes, but I'm at home. Like the splint, the, the tweezers are literally like 15 feet from me. And so I was able to go and get though, like, it's just right. You know, when they're not interrupting, right. Like it is totally awesome. Sometimes they'll come in and join a staff meeting here or there or something like that. If it's with team site people, uh, I'm a little right. more lenient with them jumping in to say hi. But yeah, I think that that's what's off. That's yeah. They're your your colleagues. That's 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 rich. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we always end our conversations with a few um, just off the cuff quick questions. So uh, we did not send them to you before, so you should Ooh, be okay. hopefully unprepared mm-hmm. <laughs> and answer what's, what just comes off your head, off the top of your head. But in the past year, what has been a revelation to you about yourself? Mm. Uh, oh, my gosh. I think it's, just some of the things. Your that face work, is that, so great right now. You're, yeah. Oh it's yeah. Pure. <laughs> um, yeah. I think just at work, some of the things that I, I've been taking on and learning, and, and I've always just kind of been the the one doing the session where we're talking about the product. 
but really developing an understanding about um, kind of the technical side and what all of that looks like. Um, I've had to, a pretty steep learning curve in that. And it's shown me that, hey, you know what, I can get this stuff um, more than maybe I would have thought of a year ago, for sure. Meaning like you have the capacity to understand yeah, it? Right. Yeah, okay. just like I can keep learning stuff. It, it, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what mantra do you use for yourself and that you like to share with others? Yeah. Unprepared is definitely the right way to describe it. Um, <laughs> so great. Uh, so I like, I, I mean, kind of the, the platinum rule. Mm -hmm. right? Are you familiar with platinum rule? I'm sure. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, treat other people the way that they like to be treated. Well, for yep. you to do that, you've got to kind of get to know them and ask and, and understand that. So yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Copying from Brene Brown's podcast. What do most people get wrong about you? Ooh. Um, you know what? I think it's that like I use uh, humor a, a lot. And, and um, I've even had people tell me, like I was teaching a uh, seven habits class um, that this lady was voluntold to sign up. And after our second session, so I broke it up over seven weeks, she came to me and she was like, you know what? I'm actually really liking this. And I just thought before this was started that it was, you were the, this joking guy and that it was just going to be a silly waste of time. Um, yeah. And so it was like, huh, you know, because she'd watch the videos and kind of just see me uh, be jovial with people. Um, and, and I think that that just kind of sets it. And so I think that's kind of something that probably be it that um, behind the, the jokes, there's, um, I, I hide seriousness, I think, with humor. Sure, sure, sure. Understood. All right. What, well, you have three little children. I don't know that you you have time for this, but what recent TV show have you been obsessed with? Um, so I think my favorite TV shows are This Old House and uh, Weekends with Yankee. And I like to listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I don't know what that means about me, but people will go, have you watched? And I'm like, I bet I haven't. Um, <laughs> unless it's Bluey. We, we've watched a lot of Bluey in our house. Um, Is that a kid's yeah, show? I don't know Bluey. That's a kid's show. It's a great okay. kid's show. I, they're not plugging me to say that, but it might be my favorite kid's show. Um, okay. I think you can find it on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, yeah, I think. Okay, so. I watched a little bit of Ted Lasso and I thought it was good, but if I'm going to turn something on, I'm probably going to turn on like reruns of Downton Abbey or the West Wing. Like, sorry. There you go. It's yeah. We're That's learning me. about, we're being reminded of shows and then we're also learning about new shows that we are oh, familiar with. So this has been yeah, great yeah. for us. Cool. All right. And then you already kind of said it, but uh, if what book or podcast has had a profound effect on you? Um, that you like to share with others? Yeah, um, there's, it's a book. Um, it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Oh. It's uh, written, so it's written by a, a pastor out of a church in um, Portland, Oregon named John Mark Comer. And uh, just the, uh, the approach 
that he has in that. I think there's a lot of application um, in life that, I mean, it's just, it's a really well-written book and um, just kind of teaches a lot of ways to just kind of slow down mm-hmm. and not be so wrapped up. You know, I, I think for a long time, it seemed like the typical response is, how are you busy? Like, it's kind of fun if you ever want to just throw somebody off to be like, you know what? I don't really have much going on right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and their faces are just, it's like. They don't know what to do that, with that. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't know what to do with that. That's right. It's like giving a $2 bill to the clerk at 7-Eleven, right? Like they don't have a place for it. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It under also, the you're also learning yes. the weird stuff that I do for fun. Um, anyway. <laughs> but I thought. Okay, let's stop a minute for about the $2 bill. I mean, are those? They're still printed. Yeah. Are they? Okay, so, I mean, I have one, and I have people who, like, my brother-in-law has one for each one of his his children. He keeps it in his wallet. I mean, like, there's that little specialty. Do you carry them around like that, or what? Do, what's um, your... if, if, so it's, it's not that common that I go into the bank, but if I do, and sometimes they have them, I'll get a few. It's okay. just kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. Well, Chris, this has been a blast and also love to hear about team site, which still left me with more questions than, than answers. So it leads to the last question of how people can connect with you if they're interested to hear more. Yeah, absolutely. So with you. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about team site, you can just go to teamsite.co. And, and that's our website. You can sign up. You can learn more about it. You can engage. You can learn who some of our consultants that we have around the country or even a couple internationally. Um, if you want to send me an email, my email is chrisg at teamsite.co. Um, and, you know, I'm on social media. Um, so anyway, however. Okay. Yeah, you are if, for if sure you, on LinkedIn, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's even uh, places where you can contact us on the team site website and those come to me. Okay. And so if, yeah, if somebody just wants to go there and say, Hey, tell me more about this. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for letting me do this. This was a lot of fun. The quickest hour I think I've had in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) You showered for your colleagues. We're so well done. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, until next time, we're so thankful that we that you visited with us, and and um, hopefully, I'll get to see you in the future or sometime soon. I will. I will now. I will have to come by very soon. Okay. Yep. And then here's the last plug. People remember, April fourth through the seventh, really the fifth through the seventh is OKHR State Conference. So remember, if you haven't signed up, sign up, and can't wait to see people there. But thank you so much, Chris. This was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you both. Bye-bye.